0: It's a new year, and I am so very pumped to be back with you guys on our weekly episodes of the Fit and Faith podcast. However, it's not even halfway through the first month of the new decade, and I'm already over hearing about New Year's resolutions. Not because I'm not a believer in goals or vision or any of those things, but in the fact that our goals and our weight goals and our health goals and our diet goals and our strength goals and our professional goals and our personal goals. That doesn't have to be the only thing that gets our attention in the new year. And at the end of the day, it's not about short term. It's about longevity. And we've all known since childhood that slow and steady wins the race. So none of these quick fix actions can get us to the place of full balance. I loved this conversation with Melanie. Because of all things, she is real. And you know I love to bring real to this podcast, but the cool thing about her is she actually is not just talking from a vulnerable place of real, but a place of real life, real motherhood, real exercise, real wellness. And I just love that authenticity piece to be able to talk and relate with each of you because I know you guys are just trying to live your real life too. So join Melanie Lund, uh, a Real Strong Mom, at Facebook and MelanieLund.com. You guys can get all of her information in the show notes, but check out this conversation because it will pump you up to stay right on track with the things that I know you're already thinking of. You see a thousand other people doing on a consistent basis, um, but the gym memberships are already starting to dwindle. Uh, so let's just do it and let's do it real. Bye. We are all in pursuit of something more. Wherever, whatever, or whoever your more is, I want to help you get there, wholly, fully, authentically, and truly fit. The Fit and Faith movement was birthed through my own trial and error discovery of mind, body, and soul alignment. I learned firsthand that being fit isn't about our physique at all, it's about the wholeness of our heart and the root of our joy. This isn't a fitness podcast. This isn't a quick fix health detox ploy. This isn't confusing religious banter. This is a whole body health checkup focusing on the heart. This is an opportunity to join me alongside other big dreamers, innovative movers, and lifestyle shapers as we explore and share our messy comeback service to homeless. If you're one step away from achieving your idea of something more, tune in for practical, fun and healthy ways to ignite yourself into eating. Welcome to the Fit and Faith podcast with me, Tamerly Andress. There is no better time than now to get fit. Be here. My name is Tamara Andres for those of you who are followers and fans and friends of M- Melanie um, and I have a company called Fit and Faith and um, one of my goals for this year is to really just come into collaboration with more women in like minds and like hearts and I stumbled upon Melanie through a conference that we both attended lat- latter half of last year with Rachel Hollis, She Rocks. As we all know, she's such a motivator. And so um, here we are. And it was a quick conversation. We're like, let's do this. And so what this intentional... Um, piece of information for you guys is just a 45-minute time for us to share, not necessarily what we're doing on a personal front for our businesses, but more about helping you guys catapult into your 2020 with strength and in your mindset and in your body and your overall focus of health. But the biggest thing that we want to provide for you guys is clarity because we feel like so often health and this pursuit of wholeness and, and and wellness is muddled with so much to do, like so many different diets and um So many strategies and so many different gym memberships. And right now, overall, you're going to see that nonstop as people are putting into your face of like, what's your goal? What's your New Year's resolution? You want to drop pounds? You want to drop weight? You want to get this mindset? And at the same time, you're like, I can't do all of it. I just need to do the one thing. And so while we know that there Mm -hmm. is more than just one thing for us to focus on, um, Mm -hmm. this is going to be an opportunity for us to kind of strip down that confusion and provide clarity to you on all of those fad diets, on all of those different exercise strategies and provide you with the one thing. So introducing my friend, Melanie with Real Strong Moms. So Melanie, tell us a bit about yourself and kind of what brought you into what you're doing now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yes.
1: Thank you so much for having me here, Tamara. I'm super excited. I just I feel like even from the very first conversation we had, we just kind of clicked and we hit it off like right off the bat, which was really nice. I think our messages are very similar. Um, So I came into this real strong mom stuff um, because I was kind of lonely as a stay at home mom and I was searching for um, something to kind of fulfill me. That was my own. It wasn't me taking care of my kids and it wasn't me changing diapers and cleaning my house. It was something like what made me feel good. And, um, that was exercise for me. Exercise kind of pulled me out of like this lonely, um, kind of, um, I don't know. I was stuck. I was stuck in something. And so I decided. After starting, I started strength training. That I wanted to become a personal trainer. I wanted to share with women how good it felt for me to lift weights and to be strong. And that what came from went from lifting weights to what can I teach women about nutrition? How can I simplify this? How can we make this work in their real lives? And it just kind of evolved. And so I created Real Strong Mom to share with women what real food and real fitness looks like in their real lives. And so for me that is not the BS diet scams, cleanses, detoxes. It's not the supplements. It's not program to program diet to diet. It's how does this look and how does this feel in your real life? And so that's really where my passion is is just sharing with women like what what do you how do you want to feel in your real life? How do you want fitness and health to fit in your life. Um, it shouldn't take over your life. It needs to work inside your life. And that looks different for everybody. Totally. And so creating that real life um, kind of movement with Real Strong Mom was really important
0: to me as well. I love that. I think it's that's like the huge Point is especially for me, and the turning point in my own life was becoming a mom. Um, I was a personal trainer and nutrition coach in my early 20s, and that was just from my parents kind of ingraining it in me from when I was little. I remember being the kid who um, had pineapple and cottage cheese for her afternoon after-school snack, versus it being something you know boxed or out of a carton or whatever it be. Now, mind you, I was addicted to cereal, very sugary cereal, <laughs> for many years. My husband can attest to that, but. Um, Um, After having kiddos, it was like, wait, how am I going to fit this in? And how do I want to also teach this to my children and not to become an addiction of any sort and for it not to be solely focused on body? And I feel like that was my struggle for a long time as I put myself into these separate um, categories that this is my physical body. This is my mental health, right? And at the time, I had no idea what mental health was, or even really cognitively pursuing a mental health space. And then here's my faith. And at that point, it was like, way over here. Mm -hmm. And so um, for me, my pursuit of fit and faith and, and really being able to now teach that to women is bringing ourselves into alignment on all three of those categories. And knowing that, we are real moms and we are real strong and we're living real life every single day. And real life doesn't look like this. It doesn't, I have babies in my lap and you know, we're running around to and fro and we're trying to get to one work and put on the other hat and wear the other hat and still be strong moms and still be strong women and still be strong wives. And so when in that time frame do I fit in food and fitness and fun because that's a huge part of what we both like aspire to in our own lives so share more about like what it is that transformation space for you and what it is that you share with women
1: yeah absolutely so um as far as like the food part goes for me and you talk about this like as a busy mom you're running here you're running there if we are constantly talking about how busy we are and how we don't have time for things, real food for me looks like what you're eating on the go. Real food looks like for me what you choose when fast food is the only option. Real food for me meant when I'm at a barbecue, when I'm at a, a buffet, when I'm on vacation, what does the food look like? What am I gonna eat? You know, I wanted women to understand that it's not a start and stop thing. This is your real life. You get to eat every single day. Some days you're going to be busy. Some days it's going to be Christmas. Some days you're going to be on vacation. What are you going to eat? How does that look like for you? What do you want that to look like for you? For me, it was like I couldn't start and stop anymore. And so in order for it to be real, I had to, in order for it to work in my real life, I had to discover how to make those choices no matter what. Yeah. And so that's what I teach women is, you know, where, wherever you are, can you survey the situation and say, wh- what's the best choice I can make? You know, where's the protein here? Where can I find the produce? You know, what choice can I make here? And for me, it made such a huge change when I decided like I just needed to make the best choice in every situation. Yeah. And sometimes it's not the best choice. Sometimes, you know, I do splurge and, and, and that's real life, you yeah, know?
0: Exactly, exactly. Um,
1: and, and something else that I really work with women on is, is that concept of being all in. Versus when we talk a lot about 80, 20, you know, like 80% yeah. of the time, yeah. you know, we're eating the whole nutritious foods that fuel us, the foods that make you feel good. How does food really make you feel, you yeah. know? Yeah. And 20% of the time, I love cake, you know? Yeah. I like yeah. chocolate. And peanut butter is, if you know me, if, if you follow along with Real Strong Mom, you know that peanut butter is my favorite thing. Yeah. And that that to me, that's real life. You know, it's making those conscious decisions, decisions, 80% of the time where you're really, you know, feeding yourself, fueling yourself. Um, and then 20% of the time, it's that real life stuff. And so that's definitely the food part for me. As far as the fitness part goes, um, when I started real strong mom, I wanted um, to teach women about strength training, but I quickly realized that what busy women needed was an exercise something they could do in a really short amount of time. So it was like, how can I provide them 20 minute workouts that are beneficial? And that definitely includes strength training in what I do. Um, But they needed a way to get in and get it out and get it done, you know? And and so that was really important too. Plus finding exercise that you enjoy. I mean, some some of my girls love to run. Some of my girls love Zumba. You know, some of my girls are, you know, we walk together, whatever it is that makes you happy and doing things that, you, you know, you can move with your family and and doing things that you enjoy. That's your real life. Yeah, you know,
0: yeah, yeah, finding ways yeah, okay. to incorporate those things is so important. I love all those intersection points because that really is like in order to you know plan out your day or plan out your week and. You know, there's all this concept of like meal prep and all of the plans that you can create a whole 30 diet plan, a whole, um, you know, vegetarian, vegan, all there's so many options. And so it becomes very overwhelming when you're trying to just live your real life. And then this is added on top. And so as people are going into the new year and you're hearing all of these things and you're you're even trying for yourself to block all of those things out and, and kind of focus on on the thing that matters most to you or the diet that you've chosen that you want to stick to. Remember that there is so much more longevity to your your life than there is to your diet. And so that is where Melly and I really share um, Really share the viewpoint on the fact that you don't have to muddle all of the things that you're doing, even your workout regimen with all of these plans, because you're planning so many other parts of your life. I have to, you know, coordinate when my kids are at school at a certain time, when pickup is when drop off is when the play date is when the, you know, all of the things. And so food for me is something that I want to just provide nourishment to me so that I have the energy to do all of the things. Um, but I also want to enjoy it. I want to eat what I like. And Michelle, who's on with us right now had mentioned that, um, You know, it's really difficult to eat better when you're a picky eater. And that that is so true. Um, I think the biggest thing for Michelle specifically is exposure. Um, And oftentimes people think that they're pickier than they actually are um, because they just don't expose themselves to it. Because when they go out to eat, they're going to choose the thing that they know that they like, which is likely probably not the most healthy option where, Melanie, you're saying when you go out to a barbecue and there's all of the options, (laughs) you can choose all the things that are delicious or you can choose all the things that are nourishing. And right. so there's definitely ways around it. Maybe fried tr- chicken is on the menu. Okay. You do the fried chicken, but you also don't do the macaroni and cheese and the extra side of whatever <laughs> pasta salad that is created. Um, but really focusing in on the things that you do like and making them work for you. I think Michelle is going to be the biggest thing. Um, and I can surely help you with that as we are, we close friends and see each other often. So Thanks for being
1: here. Um, yeah, something else I wanna say about that is when when women come to me and they share that they're picky eater or that they there are lots of ve- vegetables or healthy foods that they don't like, I encourage them to make a list of the ones that they do.
0: Yeah, that's good.
1: Because if you can make a list of all the vegetables that you like all the vegetables your family likes i bet you it's more than you think it is and if that's if if all you have to go off is those then go off of those you don't have to eat kale because somebody (laughs) said kale is awesome right right. you don't need to eat whatever it is because they you know you make a list of the ones that you do like and Eat those. Right. You know, be
0: cool about that, it's I really think my husband is quite the chef. So I'm very blessed in that regard because I don't have that as an additional hat that I have to wear that yeah. I, most women do. They're also the cook to their family um, is the exposure piece of like you don't like it. But have you tried it this way? Right. And so We have friends who would come over to eat with us all the time and actually lived with us for a month at a time. Um, while they were in transition for their house, and they hated a lot of the things prior to moving in with us. And when we were cooking a really yummy dinner, and it was all that was being served, they would be like, "Oh, I guess I'll try it." Mm-hmm. And they ended up loving Brussels sprouts when it's cooked with cranberries mm-hmm. and bacon and seasoned a certain way. <laughs> or they ended up loving broccoli when it was sautéed versus when it was baked or when it was raw. And so. While you don't like a specific vegetable, there are so many different ways to prepare them that can bring you joy that you're like, oh, this is delicious. Now, are you soaking it in butter? No. So let's so we can have a conversation about that, too. But yeah. it's not a cooking show. So let's just know that, like, if you're going after the the foods that are healthy for you and you don't like them, there are alternatives to learning to like them.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I've learned that with my kids too. That's a really good point with kids trying to make it a different way. You know, we got an air fryer, which is like my new best friend. And my kids love air fried vegetables compared to like steamed or, you know, roasted. Um, So that's been really helpful for us. So finding different ways to cook them or season them or, you know, add in some different sauces or something like that can be a super easy way to just try new things.
0: Yeah, it's really good. I think for me, too, and and this isn't to negate any of the fad diets or the fad exercise um, because they're fad for a reason. Right. They're working for someone and it's making somebody happy or healthier. Um, It's what's happening after that that we really focus on. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, for instance, I have a girlfriend who's trying I forget exactly what it's called. But basically, if I was to call it something, it'd be like the whole 75. And so if it being, instead of it being the whole 30, it's 75 um, days of whole 30 typed meals, as well as the fact that you do 45-minute exercises in the morning and 45 in the, at night. That's like, crazy intense, right? right. For her, it's the jumping point that she needs to really gear up for the entire year. And everybody is completely different. My husband is begging me to try vegetarian for a month. And I think, and I've always thought, again, a lot of what we eat and what we do is completely based on mindset of what has been ingrained in us from somebody else or something else. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's. I think I need protein only via meat, though I know there's a thousand other ways to get protein. That's like my easy go-to. Okay, there's protein boom. And so yeah. learning and exposing myself to other sources of protein, because in What is it? March, which is his birthday month. So he gets to choose. We're going to (laughs) be all vegetarian. So next month we're easing our way into it with pescatarian because I'm like, I'll do fish. Give me the fish. And I think that it's okay for you to hop around as long as the baseline of what it is that you're doing is the knowledge point of the fact that you're just providing yourself with the most nutrition possible.
1: Right. Oh, I kind of love that. Like, I I love that you're trying something, different but knowing that it's maybe just for a month you know it's not something that you're like this is all i'm gonna do this is and i see that a lot with women who are jumping from diet to diet where they're like and i encourage them i always say like if you can't do this for the rest of your life then what's the point you know because a lot of people are thinking this is it this is what's gonna solve all my problems this you know and but i love that you're just you're like you know we're just gonna try this you know and we're just gonna see and 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 it is a really big eye-opener to just try different things definitely so I, what
0: for you because i think i know for sure um offhand what my biggest trial that has turned into a lifetime choice has been what would you say is one or two for you that's been it started as a trial and then you're like this is it
1: well I'm definitely strength training but but if we're talking food it no, was I'm for both me. Is important um, yeah, so, well, we'll go food first, but as far as, um, well, they kind of go hand in hand because I started strength training, and then I um, I realized, sorry, my camera's kind of off here. Oh, there we go. Um, so, I started strength training, and I, you know, all the bros out there that lift weights, they drink protein shakes, right? So, I was like, I have to get myself some protein powder. So, I started drinking protein shakes, and I was like blown away. I'm not even kidding you. Like I was blown away because my cravings went away and I wasn't hungry all the time. And I was, I must not have been eating very much protein at all because yeah, yeah, I would have no meat at dinner and stuff, but I wasn't anyway, it was life-changing for me. I growing up always felt hungry. I, I, I felt like I was just like always hungry. And when I started eating more protein, that went away. Wow. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like my cravings diminished. I didn't eat sweets all the time. I was so much less hungry and it was life changing for me, yeah. not even joking. Awesome. Um granted I was using a really bad protein powder that messed with my stomach. <laughs> like I was buying like something off Amazon that was not good quality. So I have changed I've changed and I found some stuff that works for me now. But um protein was a huge nutrition change for me and that was it it was super beneficial. Um and then yeah, the strength training, it was I had tried every cardio, jumping, crazy <laughs> workout out there. You want to dance like a monkey. I did it. Um, and strength training was the one thing that I started to see results like so quickly. I, and then went from my body changing to my mind changing to feeling confident, having more energy. Like strength training was so big for me. It was so big for me. Yeah, it
0: yeah, was yeah. really good. I think um, that happens for a lot of women, because I know for me and many women that I train, they thought that strength training was going to make them bulky or like they were all of a sudden going to turn into a man. And I'm like, no, that's not the case. There's so much other benefit that comes to that. And like being strong is such a value point. Especially as moms, I mean, I still pick up my six-year-old. We still walk up mountains together. And when his legs hurt, I'm going to hold him. Actually, not yeah. as much my my son, but my daughter. I'm going to hold her. And yeah. so, like, there are still points in the day where I need to have that strength. And if I didn't have it, I, uh, I would feel less than. And I, and not to compare like men and women. Obviously, they're going to be strong. But like. I love to be a help. I am a helpmate for a reason. And I believe that God wants us to use our bodies in the way that they're designed. And part of that is creating strength. And we're so often, you know, spoken, especially in the spiritual realm about being strong in our faith and like that is something that's fundamental. You need to open your Bible. You need to be strong in the word. You need to arm yourself with what it is that the Bible teaches us and how it is that you're approaching situations then easily goes into mindset and people can comprehend like, okay, I need to have a strong mind. I need to understand positive versus self-deprecation and the words that I'm speaking over myself. But then when it comes to fitness, why would that, why would that be different? Why would we then say, oh, I'm only going to do yoga. Well, that's great that that's your favorite thing to do, and you're elongating your muscles, and you're you can get a lot of strength from yoga. But what about all the other variables that could come into play, and strength training is such a part of that. So I think for me to answer the same question that I had asked you, like the vary the variations um, that truly have been lifelong for me would absolutely be this right here. <laughs> um, I was never a water drinker, and I was a gymnast my whole life, and I would drink water there, but like I could probably go through like a bottle a day and that is horrible. It just wasn't something that I would do. Even when I was at my peak exercising, I was not carrying a water bottle with me and I carry this thing and not this thing because I've had to adjust in my waist was a goal of mine and is still a goal of mine, eliminating waste. So having my Nalgene that I carry around, um, but filling that thing up and I'm drinking 100, water, 100, 100, ounce, 100 ounces of water a day and I pee all the time. Yes. That's the biggest combat that I hear. Like, oh my gosh, I would go to the bathroom. Yep. It's a part of the human process. Yep. So I drink water and that um, like similar to your protein was the variation for me to be able to, to not be hungry, for me to understand that I could get through without a, a midway snack between every single meal. And again, the things that I'm sharing with you, I've tried it all. I've done the six meals, small meals a day. I've done the specific types of snacks that you're supposed to do for the last almost a year. Actually, I think it's been a year now. I've been doing like the this- my very variable, variable tweak of intermittent fasting. And so my entire life, I thought breakfast was an absolute mandatory for me. I always complained in low blood sugar or um, being partially anemic and thinking I have to have this food. It's the way that you start your metabolism. All the things that have been said or told I've preached. Okay. And my husband for like two years prior to was not having breakfast. I'm like, you can do it. You can do it. I'm like, I can't. I have to do it. And yeah. I work out really early in the morning. So I thought, oh my gosh, if I don't have food, I'm just going to fall on the floor and right. I'm gonna be able to get to lunch. And so eventually after I introduced water and drinking 50 ounces of water before noon, I was able to move that scale and move that time clock all the way to noon. And so I work out at 430 in the morning I don't eat until noon. And there's you know different belief systems on the health factors of that, if it's really beneficial. But I have seen such a transformation in my body that I've never seen before by drinking more water and, and closing the gap of window when I eat. And mainly people say that's because um, you are consuming less calories overall because I'm a big breakfast eater. Mm-hmm. And so it was never just like a oh, hard-boiled egg, like you hear some dainty girls. No, no, no. I was like shoveling breakfast food (laughs) and I would eat every meal if I could. And I still sometimes do for lunch. So water would be across the board um, because even in my mental capacity, it brought me so much clarity versus drinking anything else. I was a sweet tea drinker before, never really drank sodas, but teas also has really high amounts of sugar that weren't good for me. Um, And then also in my spiritual life and knowing the parallel to what living water, the living water is in my life both physically and mentally but also spiritually has just been it's been life-changing
1: that is so cool we have a lot in common I am a 4 30 a.m exerciser as well and um intermittent fasting I kind of go hot and cold with that but I was also like I oh I can't do that you know I have to eat first thing in the morning especially because I'm working out at 4 30 my body's ready to be fueled at least by nine you know right um and some days i'm hungry and i eat and other days i don't and so for me uh, it used to be like 11 o'clock and just recently i've pushed it more so i've been eating more like nine and some days i make it to 11 and and it is what it is and i and i i love that there are no rules you know i get to decide totally um but yeah i've definitely found that my body overall like my digestion and everything is better if i have that longer window yeah. where my body has the time to repair and you know do all the things it needs to do without food in it
0: Y'all, this has been a transformational year for women who I have had the absolute gift of walking life out with. And not for one second have I taken it for granted or can I take the credit for all that has transpired. It is truly a God thing. I wanted to jump on here to share with you about what I'm believing the 2020 year has in store for us. One of clarity and visions finally coming to fruition over our dreams. Core Creatives is a monthly women's collaborative community, which has catapulted into something very special. and each quarter, I'll be launching new groups that you could be a part of. Words like invaluable, rewarding, motivating, encouraging, authentic, foundational, and a godsend are all words that women have used to define this group. This year alone, new passion projects have taken flight, businesses have launched, seasoned businesses have rebranded, new vibrancy has been added to the pursuits and daily tasks, logos and websites have been generated, new customers have been cultivated, and my very favorite collaborations and healthy relationships have been built between women pursuing their own version of happiness y'all this is not a competition and this group of creatives puts that into action oh and i can't forget as a collective we've raised thousands of dollars for nonprofit that we're all passionate about i could go on for days so i will stop ranting but seriously i had to take this chance to tell you about these groups as they continue to launch and a new one is happening soon so sign up today or come out to a free meeting and truly see for yourself. This is an online and local event. So definitely get in touch. I can't wait to see you. Definitely. And I think, you know, again, 80, 20, right? So I brunch with my girlfriends on the weekend. And, yeah. you know, I, when I was in Mexico with my family, we were at this amazing breakfast spot. I'm like, I have to have that avocado toast. I eat, eat it, it, right? I don't limit myself but i make sure that on the other variable days when i i want to feel the best i know that i'm going to feel the best when this is how i eat so Mm -hmm. same thing with exercise i did not have an opportunity to exercise while i was there real life and i made quite a few excuses that i probably shouldn't have the beach was too rocky the running outside in the middle of mexico by myself probably isn't the smartest thing all those different things (laughs) Um, but I also previously was in Mexico and I was in in the middle of a 50 or a 30 day um, burpee challenge, which I would totally recommend to anybody. Yeah. But be careful of your back issues like me because I had to stop like 17 days in. Um, but 50 burpees a day and I was able to do it in my hotel room and it didn't matter. I was literally doing it on like glass, like, not glass, um, ceramic floors. Right. Times, and it was fun. I had a great time and I was staying in shape and moving my body. So knowing In real life, there's going to be so many different variables on travel, on um, work, on family, on sickness. Uh, Choose wisely. And I think not pressuring yourself and knowing, like I had on Rachel Hollis' not sorry hat this morning and was talking about the fact that like, I'm not going to apologize for it. One, it's over. There's something I can do to change it. Right. But what can I do now to make it better and to re- to revive what it is that I lost? Because you will lose what you've gained over such a long period of time so quick. And I think that's yeah. a lot of people's like, problem points with okay i did a 30-day challenge and i'm feeling awesome and then they decide i can let it go off the gas for 10 days that then turns into 20 days that then turns into three months and you're like how do i get started again so let's give some people some, some energy some motivation to get started in the new year right now make no excuses um what would you what would you say
1: Absolutely. So um, like you said, we can lose it. We can lose it pretty fast if we take the time off and the time off leads to more time off. And so I encourage women to, even if you can only do something, do something, you know, even if you wake up late and you have five minutes, drop to the ground and give me some push-ups. You know, like there is, I, I encourage you to do something rather than nothing, no matter what. Mm -hmm. And and there's time for rest in there too. So like with the girls that I work with, we work out four days a week where we do our 20 minute high intensity strength training workouts. Um, that means you have three days to make them up if you miss them. That means you've got three days to walk or rest. You know, just know that something is better than nothing and that you can always put in a little bit of effort. That is definitely how we remain consistent. You know, just putting in the effort, even if it's five minutes, even if it's 10 minutes, just doing something. Yeah, it's really um, good. Consistency
0: gonna win every time yeah. gonna win every time so true it's so good so um one of the variations to that too and and you had mentioned earlier that and we can talk more about it about the group that you're um kind of stewarding is that you offer twenty minute exercises twenty minute workouts and yeah. Forever, and even to this day, you always hear of everything's an hour. Like, go to the gym, you have an hour class. Go to do this personal training session, it's $65 an hour. Everything's an hour. So about two and a half years ago, I joined a um, fitness group called Burn Boot Camp, and it's a gym specifically geared towards women, though there are men um, that are open to coming as well. It's very few. Um, (laughs) So it is. it covers all the bases. They have yoga. They've got high-intensity training. They've got strength training. They've got your like light days, your hard days, your heavy days, your fast days, your slow days. They get they do it all. And I only work out. My goal is my max goal is if I could go five days a week. My average real life goal is four. And when I'm not on my A game, it's three. And so I think a lot of times when people see me, they're like, oh my gosh, you're so in shape. Um you must you know I go to the gym at 4 30 in the morning seven days a week. No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> Not real. <laughs> I need to sleep sometimes. So I'm usually on a day, off a day, on a day, off a day, on a day. And then it's the weekend. So I have a 7am workout, which is so much better. Yeah. Um, but I want to encourage people that, that, that something is better than nothing. And that it doesn't matter how much time you're putting in. You could be going on your distance, you know, half, um, marathon run that day. You could be at home doing 20 minutes of stretching, okay? It's the movement that your body is seeking more than anything else. And if that movement entails you just going out walking your dog or walking around the neighborhood while your son or daughter is riding their bike at a quick pace, do it. Um, A really cool insight that something that will just help you stay healthy this year. Um, I go to a homeopathic doctor who also is an MD, and she was telling me that um, if you do 10 backwards arm circles, like full on, I can't do it because there's a wall behind me, backwards arm circles a day, uh, it's going to clear, you have to do backwards, not forward, clear your lymph nodes to a point where you're going to be able to not get sick as often. So think about that. If you want to prevent just sickness, movement is an a, like a, a way, of, a pathway to staying healthy. So not only with what you're nourishing your body with, but also moving is going to keep you healthier. So why, like, there's like, to me, there's some non-negotiables in my life, and, and those are non-negotiables. I'm going to move, and I'm going to eat well. Again, 80-20. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I totally love that. Something else that helps me get the 20 minutes in is knowing that it's my time.
0: Yeah, so good.
1: Self-care, you know, Mm -hmm. there's a million ways to self-care, right? But for me, knowing that my exercise is my self-care, knowing that that's my time, knowing that 4.30 in the morning when I wake up and the house is quiet and I sneak down to the basement, it's my quiet time. Granted, I have two cats who come in and hang out. <laughs> They're always there. It's like, if I don't have kids, I have cats, but, um, but it's, it just, it's so, if I don't do that, if I, you know, it's very rare that I sleep in, but if I do and I wake up and my kids are already awake, I'm like, no, like I didn't get my time. So trying to make that transition too to like, know that that 20 minutes is your time. You know, if you want to have that self-care, if you want to feel good, if you want to have that moment of time where you're just like in your own head, um, try to, try to incorporate, try to think of them as the same thing.
0: It's so true. And for me, because I'm often on my devices with what I do. Um, and I know it's a little bit different with what you do because you're actually like engaging via your device when you're working out with some of the, um, shows and women that you're teaching. But, um, like a device-free zone, like burn when I walk in there. And that was one of the things I want to share. It's a 45 minute workout, but my four thirty or my five o'clock class is only 30 minutes. And so breaking myself from, it has to be an hour, it has to be 45 minutes to this 30 minute section and seeing what my body was doing in conjunction with my water and my nutrition over the last few years has just been unbelievable. Um, mm-hmm. to a point where one of my goals by the time I turn 40 is to be in the best shape of my life. And so if this year is the best shape of my the best shape of my life next year is going to be better because I still have six years until I get there. And so um, it's just a, it's a really important goal for me. And I just want people to know that, like, to be able to, to sign off. To get your devices free the only thing that's happening in that gym that has anything to do with anything is light because we need light to work out at 4 30 in the morning and sound and so music is fueling us at that point and even that was a challenge for me from a mental perspective um people usually have their choice of music that they listen to when they work out and when you're going to a place and they're providing it you don't really have a say and so during a season where I was completely void of secular music, um, which was a pretty long duration, going into the gym where I was supposed to be my like, safe zone, my self-care place was really difficult for me because it was, they were listening to, you know, I could say right now the first one is really bad, so I like, keep it to myself. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. So, but, you know, some of them, the music is, like, crazy vulgar, and you're like, okay, I don't need to be mm-hmm. listening to this in the morning, but – I was going in listening to worship music and I was leaving listening to worship music. So while I was there, I was completely focused on my body and my own headspace, and really would detract the sound and just not pay attention to it. So know that like no matter what situation you're in, no matter where you are, maybe you're at a gym and there's a thousand mirrors and this guy keeps staring at you. And it's like invading your space, which was something that I experienced in past life. Thank God for a women's gym with no mirrors. That's a cool thing, by the way, mm-hmm. um, was that it was always like, oh, my gosh, this is so frustrating. And so no. like, literally turning, pivoting myself to a place where that person was out of sight so that they were out of mind. You mm-hmm. have the power. You control the power to your exercising, to that safe space, to that um, place that you're going, as well as in your kitchen when you open the fridge. And this is something my husband calls landscape design. And so he is not a landscape guy at all, though he's very good at it. He had an Obi Wan Kamoni landscape for his first job when he was sixteen years old. Cute, right? <laughs> so funny. I did not know him then. I don't know that we would be dating at the time. (laughs) We're married now and I'm very proud of his mowing skills. And so, um, but landscape design is being able to go into your kitchen and cultivating what it is that you know you can have. At any given time, you should be able to open your fridge or open your pantry and eat out of it. If you are buying and you're buying because you have a big you know event coming up on Friday night and you're hosting all these people and there's all the snacks, all the fruits, all the um, desserts, all the one-off things that people are gonna pick up and eat and then they're gonna have more of, or you just baked cookies and it's Christmas time and you went to a cookie exchange, which is the worst idea ever. <laughs> you have all these cookies, and of course you're gonna eat them. they're there. My husband is the worst. if I bake for my kids, It's gone the next morning, like guaranteed. Twenty-four brownies, toast. My kids (laughs) cry. They're like, "What?" Like we literally have to hide things. So if you are in control of your exercising, you're also in control of your kitchen. There should be no excuse that your midnight snacking is your hardest thing that you're combating, because there would be no Doritos. There would be no whatever your vice is. Right. And so just be very cognizant when you're going, this is a great tip. This is a one-off tip. Go into your house, clear everything out that you know is bad for you, throw it away in the big black trash can, not the little one that you can pull out of and then go shopping and start fresh, fresh for the new year. Like literally throw out the white rice, like little things like that where you're like, Oh, it costs money. If you can't get rid of it because you spent the money and you don't want to throw it away, donate it to a place that needs it because likely if it's in your pantry. They can take it and it's been there for too long anyway. Yeah. So we try 80 20 to eat specifically out of the fridge only.
1: Wow. I love that.
0: That is awesome. It's a challenge. Oh my
1: goodness. that I bet. Yeah. Especially I bet. With
0: I bet. Little kids because what do you yeah. do for little kids? Oh, go get a snack from the pantry. Yeah. Like I tell them you're hungry. You can have anything you want in the fridge. Because what's in there? Fruits, vegetables, nothing processed. Oh, my gosh. I have to write this
1: down. <laughs> I love that so much. Because you're right. We we totally, We my kids like to have a bedtime snack. And it's like grab a bar, you know? Or they like popcorn. Or, you know, they, sometimes it's, some nights it's cheese sticks yeah. or um, fruit or something. But I love that, you know, but telling them that, like, the fridge is, go ahead. Like, yeah. Go ahead. There.
0: Yeah. And they know to ask permission to go into the pantry, but the fridge, like some people have rules that like their kids aren't allowed to go into their, their, their kitchen and eat without asking. And I'm like, Oh, they can, they can eat all day long because I know what's in there is good for them. Right. Why do I need to ask permission? If they're hungry, they're, they know they're hungry and they're going to go get it. Right. Something that we've just, it's very different than a lot of people, but yeah. Important to us
1: but I do like that yeah that's really awesome so what do you do as far as like when you said brownies and stuff like that what do you do when you have that stuff around
0: yeah. So, I mean, of course, we, we bake sometimes. My son is at home with his babysitter today making snowman cookies. Right. And so I'm really good. Like my vice is more chocolate and popcorn, which obviously your kids like, too. So I air pop my popcorn. And that's something that me and my kids love to do as a special treat for us. But um, from a sweet teeth perspective, we just try not to do it. But when we do, we do it hard. Like we're, yeah. we're, we're 20-ing that 20, like 100% yeah. 20 <laughs> okay. when we eat it. But um, we really just keep it out of the house. I just won't bake it. Like they're going to get stuff from school. They're going to go to birthday parties and there's going to be stuff there. Um, But we, I even had a girlfriend who is something I want to emulate more this year. Um, Her kids, she has three kiddos. She's incredible at like family planning her meals. They do both work from home. So that's a huge advantage to that time because cooking healthy is also a time commitment um, in some regard, but they have, they would have my kids would come over. I would be giving my kids like a traditional birthday cake. And I'm like, it's organic. You could have some. And they're like, no, thank you. And mind you, these are like three, seven and 10, right? So for, for kids to just say no, thank you without their parents being around, that's a pretty big feat. So after the party, I went up to her mom and I'm like, like, you have to tell me how you have you know, coaxed them. Because I know that there's got to be bribery in this situation, yeah. not to want any of the pizza. <laughs> any of the stuff, like they only got the, the vegetable platter. I, I don't get it. And she's like, well, we promised them on birthday party days that we're going to take them to our favorite vegan bakery and they can have anything they want. And so they know either before the birthday party or after the birthday party, they're going to get their own version of splurge and it's still 100% healthy for them. And I'm like, wow. That's commitment.
1: That is... <laughs> I don't know if I could do that, but I know but it's like it's
0: super interesting. Yeah, it's it's incredible. And the kids to be that young and like no one of them also has a food allergy, so that's a whole other conversation. Right. Again, real life, because people mm-hmm. have stuff like that, but they all of the kids have kind of taken on this child's food allergy, not from like a sad thing, but right. mindset. Yeah, my other thing I was going to mention uh, beyond water was was from a food perspective was gluten, and when you were saying that you were like always hungry, or even for me it was always tired. Mm-hmm. I would literally take three hour naps a day. Wow! Still go to bed at nine o'clock. Okay, for a long time. Yeah, part of it in hindsight was in depression and kind of not not really wanting to live in the life that I cultivated and so sleeping was my healthy option and I could kind of write it off as you know I'm getting my beauty sleep or and it was it was okay because I worked nights and so people just thought it was normal or um, when I was in college obviously we stay up late but it was so much more than that when I really like take an analysis of it. And so when I became a mom, you don't get to have three hour naps. Mm -hmm. I had no choice, but I was still so exhausted. I didn't even start drinking coffee until I was a mom. And so um, that was my energy spurt. That was my variation of being able to stay awake was I would just have coffee. But I knew that even because I was having the sugar coffee that, you know, you order from Starbucks, what, how could I change? And in that time frame was when I started coming into my faith and coming into what fitness really meant for a longevity standpoint versus just a mirror moment um, and what I needed to do for my kids beyond just myself um, and then my husband being able to get me in the kitchen in the right way. So I, that's to me yeah. I share about fit and faith and like there's such a necessity for alignment in all areas of who we are and that's mm-hmm. where i really resonate with your your slogan and i love what you're doing
1: absolutely i think it's i think it is really cool um and i just i see listening to you talk about your friend with her kids and and that very extreme situation yeah. and your situation versus my situation versus you know Michelle's situation everybody we all have to just decide what works best for us so if it if it makes you feel guilty to hear that Tamara's friends kids turned down the pizza, I encourage <laughs> you to just take a step back. That is not the norm. You know what I mean like true. I want to incur I want to help my kids make decent choices. I want to help them make the best choice in those situations. I want to have our home be a place where the healthy foods are there and the 20% is there. And I think everybody kind of has to find their own way when it comes to that. And it is going to look different for everybody. And like you said, with the gluten, you're, you know, you were discovering what, what needed to change for you. And that's the real life part of it, whether, whether it's fitness or food or whatever it is, how is it going to work best for you? And you know, I'm not, There's so many women out there on keto and all that good stuff. And, um, I just, I'm my, I just want to encourage them to, you have to do what works best for you. So just because your neighbor is doing it, or just because Samra is doing it, or just because someone's doing it does not mean that it's going to work for you. And so it really is you doing the detective work and figuring out like, how does this look in my life?
0: Yeah. I think that's even a key point beyond just the nutrition piece, because I do probably eat more extreme in a health regard than other people do or ever will. Um, But that's my choice again Mm -hmm. is the fitness thing. So people are like, You know, I don't have time, and so my choice in waking up at four thirty in the morning and working out is the time that I have allocated that works best for me. My really dear friend was like, "Okay, I don't have." She always would complain about time. I'm like, "Well, wake up, just try it." So she did, and she went after it for a few weeks, and she was miserable by the afternoon, like just a mean, like not a nice person. I'm like. You are grumpy. Get away from me. I want my best friend back. Yeah. So she eventually realized like, okay, this is not for me. Cool that you did it. She knows that she can do it, sure. But is it the right thing? Probably not. So she adjusted and found that time in the afternoon that makes the most sense for her. And that's when she thrives in her exercise. Yesterday, I tried to go at the exact same time she does. I was about to fall asleep. It was five thirty in the evening. I'm like, there is no way that my body is moving in any form other than horizontally right now. Right, I am so the way. Moving. You have to learn yourself, and that's a part of like coming in, coming into your own wholeness. Is learning what's right for you, learning what fuels you, learning what makes you happy, and it's different. But and luckily, we're in such a society where there's so many options, maybe too many options, but so many healthy options. I really believe that we are at a spin, um, in society of like putting health first. And I love Mm -hmm. that you can walk in to most stores now and there's a, you know, a gluten-free section or a really healthy mindset section that you can know that everything in there is at least safer than what was there. Gosh, definitely five years ago. Absolutely. So since we're coming close to the end, I want you to share kind of what Real Strong Moms is doing right now. And I'll do the same with Fit and Faith, but you take the floor.
1: Okay, awesome. So currently, um, Real Strong Mom is about to host a three-week free challenge. Um, It starts Monday the 6th, so in just a couple of days. Today, I'm actually opening up the Facebook group to the ladies that have already signed up. So we're going to spend the weekend getting to know each other. Um, but the three weeks starts on Monday and every week we're going to do something related to food and something related to fitness. So I call it like a fitness focus and a nutrition focus. We're going to work out together. So I provide new workouts and we do them live inside. the. I do them live inside the Facebook group and you can join me or watch the replay. Um, they are the 20 minute workouts. So you need a couple sets of dumbbells. Um, and then every week we incorporate a super, super simple basic nutrition change. So we're going to start week one with water. It's so (laughs) simple, but it's always the best place to start because it's so simple, yet it's so doable. And it's one of those things where you can do it all week and feel super successful at the end of the week because it is so easy. Right? Yeah. So it's like the one the one that I always start with. And then we move from there to me, add in some protein and add in some produce and that kind of stuff. Um, and just start filling our plate with more of the good stuff. I'm not going to tell you to, you know, get rid of these things or deprive yourself of these things. It's more about like, what, what can we add in? What are some things that you can add in, um, that are going to just better your life in a real food, real fitness kind of way. That's
0: really cool. Yeah. I I'm going to come. I'm going to do it with you. On my off day from burnout. I'll, <laughs> I'll do oh, your 20-minute exercise. Yeah, will fun. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm excited to, to collaborate. And community is so important to me. And one of the reasons why I wanted to come on with Mel- Melanie today before she launches this program, I have such a heart for women entrepreneurs who are going after their passions and pursuits of what their calling is. Again, they're not a thousand other people do beach body and all the other things, but. She has taken what really she's actually doing on a day to day and implementing it into a place that then provides a well-being for her family. And so I love that you have pursued something that is passionate to you and that you are just happy with. Um, That is what I do on a consistent basis through Core Creatives, which is my um, women's entrepreneurial mastermind. And so women come together around the table on a monthly basis, and we just go after the things that we're passionate about and figure out how to do them well um, and provide change outlets to our communities. And so um, the new Core Creatives launches next week. And so if you're interested in joining that, I do offer um, a free opportunity to come out and see what it's about and really collaborate and network with other women. Um, and on a larger scale, what fit and faith is, and you've heard a lot about why it is I do what it is, um, do what I do based on my balance point and finding that alignment in mind, body, and soul. And so I wanted to give people, women specifically, an opportunity to do that in exclusive, intimate retreats. And as mom, as women living our real life, wearing those many, many hats that we do, we do not often take a time out to just reset and kind of reestablish all of the things in our lives that are most critical and most important. And so these retreats are anywhere from three nights or four night um, experiences that you can come together. And really, a lot of the conversations that we're having right now Happen, uh, where around the table you have somebody cooking for you, that you have people giving you the opportunity to taste flavors and foods that you wouldn't otherwise cook yourselves. Um, having an intimate conversations around our faith and and that part of who we are being fueled in our spirituality. And then I also do, um, personal training group um, fitness. It's not as overwhelming as it sounds. Some people are like, no way, not a chance. Last time we had yoga instructors come in. We had a flow instructor. We had somebody who was in a hit style workout. So there's kind of a little bit of everything and a flavor for each of you um, in these experiences. And so my next retreat is April 30th through May 2nd in Virginia. You can find out that information on my site. And I know all of that will also be available here with Melanie um, and her information later too. So it's been such a joy.
1: Yes, so cool. I am so excited about this. I didn't know that about your retreats. That just sounds so cool.
0: Yeah, it's a really, it's such an experience and exceeds my expectations um, every time because women come to the table just ready. And I think when you're ready and you're willing, um, that's when change can really happen. And that's literally what our conversation is today with Simplicity Meets Health, like stripping ourselves of the confusion claiming clarity on our wellness, overall wellness, not just our, our nutrition or our fitness or our mental health, but everything. Um, so I'm excited to continue to collaborate with you. I'm going to jump into your Facebook group here afterwards and sign up. Um, so everybody else do the same. Yes. And any final remarks, Melanie?
1: Just keep it simple. Just keep it simple. Just I know that it can get very overwhelming, especially at this time of year with the health and the fitness and everybody's trying something new and just because your neighbor's doing it, just because someone you know is doing it doesn't mean it's going to work for you. So keep it simple. Do what works best for you in your real life.
0: Yeah. All the love. Happy New Year. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, it was a pleasure.
1: All right. Thanks. Bye.
0: Hey, y'all. I hope in today's episode, you sense an ignite to an ember within you. Something mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually moving that creates and sustains a fire within your wholeness journey. Before you go, let's solidify the flame. I'd love for you to take a step right now in declaring your takeaway. By snapping a pic of the episode you tuned into, share your sparked moment and tag me at Fit and Faith with the hashtag Fit and Faith Podcast so I can help you stay accountable. We're in this together, right? Community over competition is the motto. I'd also be incredibly grateful if you took an extra second to leave a review on iTunes or your podcast listening app. Let's fuel the flame and share the gift of wholeness with everybody. Until next time, cheers to your health and happiness.